Well, happy 5th of July. I'm really shocked that any of you are here. I really thought there were, we were... You know, I have, I have those recurring nightmares, and often they involve, like, panicking before church, like the church flooded, and, or it's in some old dusty school, and there's, you know, dust mites flying all over, or sometimes that, <clears throat> that we walk in and there's nobody here. So you guys are the special ones. Jesus told me that you guys are going to be the most blessed because you're here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Was that crazy last night? Awesome. Oh, my goodness. In our neighborhood. I, I, I was just thinking, wow, that was 80 bucks. <laughs> that was insane. That was so crazy. Um, I, I spent some time with some dear friends of mine yesterday uh, from Norway. So they got to experience the 4th of July um, so I'm sure that that was pretty bizarre. So, uh, actually, uh, my friend Kenneth from Norway told me that he watches our sermons online. So, Kenneth, I hope you still have a good tour. So, that was just for Kenneth. Um, so this morning, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you, would you like to be blessed? Yes. You would? For real? Would you like to be happy? Would you like to be prosperous? No? Any, any debate about that? Would you like to be fulfilled? Well, I'm going to give you a message today whereby Jesus says that we can be blessed and happy and fulfilled and prosperous. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the kind of life I want to live. Right? Don't you? I know you do. I know that's why you're here. So um, I'm just going to pray again, if you would indulge me, because I don't want to say anything out of my own flesh. Um, Originally, I wanted to entitle this message, Get Over Yourself, but I thought that was a little strong. Um, And the people that needed to hear it won't be here anyway, so... (laughs) I'm, told, I'm sorry, Eric. He's going to revoke everything you just said about me. Father, we just come before you, Lord, and we thank you. That you're so different than we are. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us your word as an example, Lord, that we can, we can go to your word and we can find the secrets within the gospel. Lord, the secrets that you have given to us, Lord, as your children. Lord, we ask today, God, I invite you, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, to speak through me and use me, Lord. Illuminate your word. Bring us deeper insight into your word, Lord. We want to know you. We want to be like you. Teach us how. Teach us, Lord. In Jesus' name. So Jesus Christ, who the Bible says was fully God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the God of all gods, above everything else, all power and authority, everything had been given to him. And we don't understand the significance of what he just did. 
because to us, it's like washing feet is a really, it's not a common thing. We don't do that. But in their day, that was the basest act of service that you could do. That was the lowliest of lowlies. That was the servant who had no position was the one who would wash the dung and the dust and the mud and whatever else off of the people, the guests' feet. So John chapter 13, starting with verse 1, before the Passover celebration. Now we remember what the Passover was, right? The Passover, have you guys ever been to a Passover Seder? Where, you, where, where it's, everything is symbolic. It's a, it's a Jewish ritual that they do every year, symbolizing when God passed over the homes of those who had the blood over the door. Beautiful picture of what Jesus Christ did. That, that because of his blood, we're covered. And death will not affect us. Death will not destroy us. That we will have eternal life because of what he did. So before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. And that doesn't mean just the end of his life. It means that, but it also means like taking a toll, like Jesus loved them with the greatest price. He loved them with the, the most humble act that he could do. It says it was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. You know, as I was reading this, I, read, I, I like to read everything in a lot of different translations, and I particularly like to go back to the original language. And to me, this was <clears throat> excuse me, so significant because it's saying that the devil, it, in some translations it says, he had already put the idea in Judas's mind. And it just made me think of how important it is for us to know God's word so that when those lies come into our minds, we can, we can rebuke them. We can take our thoughts captive and we can say no to them. And I know that God is sovereign and and God's plan is perfect. And I know that Judas was used for specific purpose in the plan of God. But for us, for those of us who have the Holy Spirit, the enemy will still continue to try to come in and put ideas and thoughts in our minds. And without the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, we are helpless against those lies. We're helpless against those thoughts. And so Jesus, he, he already knew what Judas was going to do. He knew that the devil had already lied to Judas. And yet, if you notice, when he looked at Judas in that scene, he kinda, Judas kind of looked at him. And Jesus looks so sad. Because think about the implications. It says he washed all of the disciples' feet. He even washed Judas's feet, knowing what Judas was about to do. 
It says in verse 3, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. This is full of symbolism. The robe that he was wearing, I don't really know how accurate that particular portrayal was because Jesus was a rabbi. He was a legit Jewish rabbi. I mean, he, he was the, the real deal. And so for him to take off that robe and set that aside, that robe symbolized who he was. And you know, the word of God says that he is clothed in righteousness and majesty, that he is clothed in power. And yet he took off that authority and set it aside. And then he wrapped a towel around his waist, which is symbolic of a servant. And then he poured water. And last week, Kenny talked about the woman at the well and all the symbolism of the the living water and how not only does God want to, to give us living water, but he wants to pour living water through us so that we can be a blessing to others. And it says, and he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. The symbolism is that he took this towel as a sign of servanthood, and he dried their feet with it. He washed everything off of those feet. And everything that, you know, in the Bible, feet symbolize where you've been in your past, in your life. And so you see the symbolism here where the creator of the universe came down, humbled himself, put off all of that authority and power and knowledge and wisdom and strength and all of that and became a little tiny baby and then even at the end of his life, his life here on earth, he humbled himself and washed the feet of his followers. Drying, drying them with the towel of servanthood, of humility. Okay, um, my second point. The creator of the universe set the example for us. You know, we are called to do the same. We are called to love and to serve, and we're not even supposed to look like the world. We're supposed to look so different than the world. We're supposed to be uh, separate and we're supposed to put on humility. But I just, you know, even with the, the things that have been happening recently in our culture, I just see that Christians are, we're, we're fighting for our rights. We don't have any rights. We're supposed to be slaves. We're supposed to be servants. We're supposed to be humble. You know, I remember one time, this is a, you know how every time I get up here, first of all, the Lord always challenges me in whatever it is that I'm talking about. So whenever Eric asks me to speak, I always say no. (laughs) Not really. Um, But it's interesting to me because because I knew that the Lord put this word in my heart. and, uh, And as soon as I got on the road, 
um, I, I pulled out onto the road to go somewhere, and this car came up behind me and just vroom, tailgated me right up to just right behind me. And I uttered something that I'd rather not repeat <laughs> church. Um, and then all of a sudden, I was like, busted. Busted. It was like, man, that was immediate. <laughs> you know? It was like this fast. As soon as I knew that I was supposed to be humble and supposed to be, you know, not demanding my rights, it was like the Lord tested me. And then I ended up getting in a in an argument with someone in my family, and and then I saw it again. I was like, I just need to just stop. So I'm just standing here to tell you that I failed, and um, yet my hope is not in myself. My hope is in the Lord. Um, I remember another time um, we had we had someone living with us, and they were doing some things that were really bugging me. And if you've ever lived with us, I'm not talking about you. You're not in this room, I promise. <laughs> um, but I remember, you know, during my quiet time, just like kvetching to the Lord. He, Ira, what's what does kvetching mean? Complaining. <laughs> I was kvetching. And, and it was interesting because, it, you know, God is so patient with us. But I remember just really, like, I had a list of all these things that this person, and I'm going to tell him. And it was just like the Holy Spirit just said, I haven't called you to parent him. I've called you to love him and serve him. Because I had some good stuff that I could have... It would have really helped him, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but we as believers, as disciples of Jesus, and, and I'm, I'm going to go on later and talk about how, you know, Jesus says we're not, we're not better than him. If he, being fully God, the complete, absolute, sovereign king over all, can humble himself to that point and take on the role of a slave, not, not even servant, but a slave, someone who is owned, someone who has no rights, then we can also follow in that pattern because he's promised that he would, he would provide everything that we need for life and godliness. But it's interesting because you notice, he, it says that he washed some of their feet, but then it says... In verse 6, when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you don't belong to me. You won't belong to me, I'm sorry. Simon Peter exclaimed, Okay, then wash my hands and my head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Peter got it. You know, we're so down on Peter all the time. Everybody's so down on Peter. But you notice the other disciple, whoever it was that came before him, didn't protest. But Peter recognized what God was doing, what Jesus was doing by humbling himself. And Jesus replied, A person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. 
And what Jesus is saying, you know, that in the Jewish customs, they have baths everywhere. They do ritual cleansings and all kinds of different, you know, ritual. They, like they'll have, they'll have a, the water coming down on this side that's pure, and then it comes from the other way, and that's the dirty water after the, your ritual cleansing and all of this. And I, I participated in a ceremony when I was in Israel last year called a mikvah, and it was such a deeply spiritual experience. It was, um, it was the, with a group of women that I traveled with, and, and we, um, you know, doused each other with water and prayed over each other, and it was just so beautiful and so spiritual and so symbolic. And Jesus is talking about that when you've taken a bath, you'll, you're clean, but all you need to do is just wash your feet occasionally. And, and I could be wrong theologically, but I believe that what this is symbolizing is that when we surrender to Christ and come to Christ and receive his forgiveness and are completely cleansed, our sins are completely washed free, washed clean, that every once in a while, we just need to have our feet washed because we walk in this earth. We go somewhere, we go places, and we sin, we stumble and we fall, and we fail. But it's not hopeless, because Jesus offers this opportunity where he will come and he will wash our feet, and we will be cleansed again. You know that feeling when you take a shower and your sheets are all clean and everything's clean? You know that feeling of just being so completely clean? And Jesus is calling all of us to be completely clean. And then as we walk about our lives to have him wash our feet, to come and wash away the things that affect us, the things that, that cause us to, to be dirty in that way. Jesus calls us to a new standard. As I mentioned before, you know, we have no rights. It says that when we are slaves to righteousness... Slaves to what is, what is right. Slaves to what, <clears throat> what God calls good. And what God calls good is to humble ourselves. To put off our own agenda. To give up our own rights. To lay down our lives for others. To prefer others better than ourselves. You know, it says that Jesus didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped. But instead, he became a servant. You know, um, my pastor in California did a sermon one time called Dead Men Have No Rights. And Jesus calls us to lose our lives, to lay down our lives for our friends and to lose our lives for the sake of his kingdom. But aren't we so quick to get offended by people? Aren't we so quick to, when someone cuts us off on the road? Guilty? You know, or someone, ah, she didn't say hi to me. You know, right? Or someone owes you money and they don't pay you back and maybe they forgot, you know, or maybe they just aren't going to pay you or whatever. But you don't, we don't have rights as believers. And if we call ourselves disciples of Jesus, we have to be willing to put off our own agenda and our own rights. Right? Amen? Oh, I heard like 
two of you say amen. (laughs) And I'm not saying this is easy. I mean, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, this is just... But Jesus himself says, uh, verse 12, after washing their feet, he put on his robe again, which is symbolic. He was once again demonstrating to them his authority and his lordship and that he was the teacher. It says he put on his robe and he sat down and he asked, do you understand what I am doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that is what I am. And since I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. And some, some of the translations say, you will be happy if you do them, or you will be fulfilled if you do these things. And we are just wired. We're just the opposite. Our sin nature says, I deserve, and I want and I have a right. Right? Don't we? Or is it just me? I'm pretty sure we're all in the same boat here. Don't we? And don't we get so easily offended by others? Yet what is the, what is the main thing that Christianity is all about? It's about being forgiven and forgiving others. It's about being loved and loving others. Right? It's about letting Jesus wash our feet so that we can wash the feet of others, right? And so I, for one, I know that I fail at this. I know that I think that I have rights. I think that I deserve. I think all these things. But I know that God is calling us to a new level. He's calling us to a different standard. And it sounds like he's calling us to a lower standard, but in fact, it's really a high, the highest standard. That if the, if the God of the universe can humble himself and put on the towel of a servant and wash our feet, wash away those things from us, then we can do that for other people. And it's not really about, you know, I know that there are some churches that they do the Monday, Thursday foot washing ceremony, and that's beautiful, but it's really, it's really not about the physical act of washing feet. It's symbolic for forgiving others and for serving others. Vicki talked about serving. There's such a blessing that comes through losing our lives and serving other people. I remember one time I, um, I was at this church. We went to visit some friends of ours in Auburn, California, and they had, a, they had this home that they were preparing for a bunch of homeless people to come and stay. The church, it was really cool. They had this ministry that was to the homeless. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we also have a ministry to the homeless too. They, um, Jason and his crew, they, they feed the homeless, which to me, that's washing their feet. 
You know, that's, that's providing for the needs of the poor. But I remember going into that house and I had bathroom duty and the bathroom wasn't very clean. <laughs> I mean, to say that it looked like a bachelor pad would be an understatement. <laughs> no offense, bachelors. But um, that bathroom was just disgusting. It really was. And yet, the Lord did something in me. I'm not saying this to, to toot my own horn at all. But it was like the Lord did something in me. And as I was cleaning that bathroom, I kept thinking, I'm going to clean this bathroom as though Jesus were going to come in here and shower. And Jesus was going to come in here and use this bathroom because he was fully man. And as I cleaned it, I mean, I'm telling you, it was, it was one of the most profound spiritual experiences I've ever had in my life. It was deeply profound. You know, I mean, how many of you have a profound spiritual experience when you clean your bathroom? <laughs> I don't have that usually. <laughs> that was a that was a one time deal. But man, it was it was so fulfilling. It was so deeply spiritual. And I think in my own flesh, I probably would have gone in there and go, Ah, it's good enough. You know, clean the bathroom, no big deal. But we're called to put on service for other people. So this morning, um, I. I'm kind of happy that it's a, a smaller crowd today because I really, I would like us to get intimate with the Lord this morning and um, maybe do some business with him. So I'm going to address four different groups of people this morning. Um, If, if you're here today and you've never been fully cleansed by him, you've never been washed completely clean of your sins, and you know it, and you're burdened, I mean, for everyone in here, just think of the worst thing you've ever done in your life. And imagine that has been forgiven that Jesus Christ went to the cross for that. And it says in the Bible, he does not treat us as our sins deserve. And yet, there are so many people that walk around for whatever reason, fear maybe, pride, but but you haven't let him in. You just haven't received that forgiveness. You haven't received that full cleansing from him. And this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity in a a couple of minutes to respond. But I just want to encourage you, if you haven't ever fully been cleansed and received his forgiveness, today is the day. You can be forgiven. You can be set free from the law of sin and death. You can receive that forgiveness and you can be free. And there's a second group I want to address too. And, and this is a group, and you've been cleansed, you've been forgiven, you are a believer, you're a disciple. Um, but you've been offended. You're holding on to an offense. 
you know, someone hurt you or they neglected you or they abused you or, or they did something that didn't honor the Lord and you have never let go of that. In a couple of minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be set free from that too. To come once again to the servant of all and have your feet washed and cleansed of that as an act of service unto the Lord to forgive and to let him give you that ability to let go of that bitterness and that offense and that unforgiveness. And as we go about our lives that we are going to be sinned against. People are going to offend us. People are going to betray us. People are going to hurt us. They are going to do things that don't honor God. Whether from, from just the sin of omission or the sin of commission, whatever, people are going to hurt us. We are going to be hurt. We are going to be offended. But as believers, in the same way that Jesus washed our feet, we need to be willing to wash the feet of others and, and release them in that act. And then the third group that I want to address this morning is you are that person that has hurt someone else and you have offended someone else and you know that you did and you've never really been fully um, set free from that. In a couple minutes, I'm going to provide an opportunity for you to confess that to the Lord and to take that a step further maybe and to go to someone and to wash their feet and to ask for forgiveness and to humble yourself before that person. And then the last person, the last group, is you want to be the person that sets the example for others and you know that you haven't, maybe as a parent or as a friend or as a teacher or as a husband or as a wife. You want to set that example for others and you know that you haven't. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond and and just confess that to the Lord, that you haven't been a good example of humbling yourself and, and washing the feet of others. So... Um, someone can come up and just play. Um, can we just bow our hearts and our heads before the Lord and just come into his presence and allow him to do business with us this morning? Jesus, thank you so much. I love your presence, Lord. I love your spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that you sent us your spirit. Lord, and thank you for the history that we have in your word, that we can read about you and we can learn from you. And Lord, today we want to be set free. We want to be cleansed. We want to be washed clean. We want to wash the feet of others, Lord, and we want to set the example. So right now, 
I want to address that first group. If I could have the ask the prayer team to come up, please. And I want to address that first group. It's you have never fully surrendered. You've never fully allowed the Holy Spirit to invade you and to cleanse you and to wash you clean. You've resisted. You've resisted God. You've resisted for whatever reason, whether you're afraid of surrendering or whether your pride has kept you. And if that's you, I just, I just want to invite you to stand up. Everybody else has their eyes closed, but um, we want to be able to walk with you. We want to be able to walk with you and to see you. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you. Lord, we thank you so much that you love these. God, you love these people. Jesus, we thank you that all have sinned and fallen short of your glory. And yet, Jesus, as we confess that you are Lord and we believe in our heart that you were raised from the dead, Lord, we thank you that we can be saved and we can be cleansed of all unrighteousness, Lord, that we can be completely set free, that we can be delivered, God, and we can walk with you, Lord. We thank you for the blood that you poured out on the cross for the forgiveness of sins, God. And I thank you for these lives that are going to be so transformed by your power, And I thank you, Lord, that they have said yes to you. I just ask you, Lord, to reveal your faithfulness to them. God, show them who you are. Lord, pour out your spirit and thank you. Thank you for drawing them with your loving kindness. In Jesus' name. Second group of people, I want to ask you, are you someone who's been offended? Have you been hurt by somebody or offended or, or betrayed or rejected? And if you have, I'm just going to invite you to stand up right now as a declaration between you and God to say, I'm going to let go of this. I'm going to wash that person's feet in my own heart and my own spirit. I'm going to let go of it because I don't want to be bound any longer. I don't want to be bound anymore by bitterness. I don't want to be unforgiving. Lord, I thank you for these courageous people, Lord, that are willing, God, even when it doesn't make sense, God, to release, to release others, Lord, and to wash their feet in their own hearts, God, to humble themselves. Lord, and I just pray, God, that you would just continue to show them how to walk in forgiveness. Show them how to continue that when those thoughts come back into their minds, Lord, that they would say no to them. Lord, that they wouldn't receive those thoughts that the devil wants to put in their minds, that they need to hang on to this bitterness or this unforgiveness or that they have their rights. God, I ask that you would help them, Lord, to continue to just surrender it at the foot of the cross. And I just thank you so much, Lord, that you have promised, God, that we can, we can forgive others in the same way that we have been forgiven, that you have given us the supernatural ability to do that. Thank you, Lord. Now, the third group of people I want to ask you, are you someone who you know that you've hurt someone? You know that you've offended someone? You know that you have done wrong? 
and you know right now too you want to make that right between you and the Lord and you're confessing that whether you've gossiped about someone whether you've hated someone in your heart whether you've envied you've been covetous whatever it is whatever you've done Lord, I just thank you so much, God, that your word is so clear that that if we say that we haven't sinned, we are deceived. We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But God, that when we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from unrighteousness. And I pray for these people that are standing, Lord, and I ask God in the name of Jesus, God, that you would just forgive them, Lord, and you would give them the ability to reconcile whatever it is, Lord, um, even in their own spirit, Lord, whatever that means, God, that they would just be able to let go and to um, humble themselves and to wash the feet of the person or the people that they have offended. And I ask, God, that you would demonstrate your miraculous power even in this willingness to admit that we've hurt others, God. And I thank you so much, Lord, that you are truth and you are light. Now, for the fourth group, you know that you have not set an example for those around you, your coworkers or your spouse or your children or your neighbors that you have not lost your life. You have not washed their feet. You have not been the example of humility. Jesus, thank you so much, Lord, that you set the example for us, that you, being in very nature God, didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped. Lord, but you humbled yourself and you wrapped that towel around your waist as a symbol, God, that you were going to become a servant. Even though you were perfect, you were perfect in all your ways on this earth, Lord. And I just pray, God, that for these, Lord, who recognize that they haven't demonstrated that same grace and that same humility, Lord. I pray, God, that you would pour out your grace on them, pour out your forgiveness on them. Show them how to walk in that example of humility as they wash the feet of others, Lord. And I just thank you so much, God, that you are so good. You are so good to point it out to us, Lord. And so we just invite you to change us, God. We thank you that it is your kindness that leads us to repentance, Lord, that you you had the right to be an angry God, but that's not in your nature, Lord, that you are long-suffering and you are merciful and you are compassionate. And we just thank you for that, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we bless your name, Lord, and we thank you, God, that you are going to continue to remind us of your word as we go about our week, Lord, and as we collect things on our feet, Lord, we thank you that we can come to you and have have them washed by you, Lord, and that we can do the same for others. We can lay down our lives, Lord, that we can be, be quick to forgive, Lord, that we will not um, be easily offended or easily uh, put off by people. And we just ask that you would deliver us, Lord, from our our wrong thinking. Deliver us, God, from the thoughts that the enemy puts in our mind about how we should think. Lord, and cleanse us with the water of your word as we just receive it as truth, Lord. And we just thank you in the name of Jesus. 
Amen. Now, can you all stand up and can we applaud the Lord for his goodness? We bless you, Lord. God, we thank you that you are so good. Lord, that you are such a good God. You're so good to us, Lord. And you just bring us with an everlasting love, God. Bless your name, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before you go, you don't, I'm not going to ask you to wash anybody's feet. But I would like to ask you to hug at least three people and, and just encourage them in the Lord, okay? Like the Bible says, we should encourage one another daily. Amen? I love you guys. See you next week.